Hello and welcome to Podcast Interference, the only podcast that features myself, Connor Booth, and my dear, dear co-host, Mr. Jack Dixon. How are you today, Jack? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Connor? I'm not bad. I'm quite excited, to be honest. Uh, we've been talking about starting this for a few weeks now, so finally, we finally bit the bullet and we're, we're, we're beginning. Um, so you can expect a few things from the show, I guess. We're going to start off with a bit of an introduction as to who we are, what our credentials are, you know. Some of us have been to a few uh, few fantasy championships, um, three in the last uh, last couple of years. Um, Bring some of us, early, are you? I've I've got to. It's you got to establish <laughs> your credentials. And some of us, some of us have sadly not uh, not been that far just yet. But we may do. We may do one day in the very far off distant future. Hijack. Um, so after we after we talk a little bit about ourselves and and the leagues that we've played in, we'll uh, we'll move on to discuss our dynasty league, which has been running for a year now. So we're moving into our second year. Uh, so everyone's already uh, done the first draft. We've all got our teams. Some better than others. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> some much better than others, and yeah, we're we're kind of we're getting into the swing of things with with dynasty. We've started to pick up pick up quite well, and we know what we're doing. So after we've spoken a little bit about that, we'll move on, and we'll uh, we'll let you know what our uh, our advice is for the old uh, rookie prospects this year. We've we've shortlisted three of the main categories of of rookie, and we'll. We'll share our advice. Obviously, we do have the the actual NFL draft coming up this week, so that might change depending on how people are drafted, which teams they move into, and how they slot in there. And then we'll finish off uh, discussing our our Dynasty League's teams in a little bit more detail. So, Jack, uh, without further ado, I guess, how did you get into the NFL, and how did you get into fantasy as a result of that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been a fan for for nearly nearly a decade now. Um, friend of school got me into it, and I've I've never looked back. It's now my favourite sport by some distance. Yeah, he made me pick a team at, at random, which is the the Broncos. Um, for everyone listening, didn't get into fantasy till a couple of years after because I didn't really know too many people who enjoyed the sport. So I just started playing on my own, and now I'm lucky enough to have friends that enjoy it as well. Um, sadly, as Connor mentioned in his introduction, I have not won since we've been doing this together, <laughs> but I have won previously. <laughs> yeah, and you have the honour of being our commissioner, so it, it, it pays us to be nice to you, I guess. Uh, exactly. So I, should, I should maybe stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you've you've been into the sport for a lot longer than I have. I think it was you that, that got me into it. Uh, it was a, a rainy, rainy afternoon in September in 2018, I think, that... That you decided you were going to try and get a few people together and, and make a league, and I had no idea what I was doing. But being who I am, matter. I decided to to do a bit of research. <laughs> um, I prepared, and uh, yeah, the the team I drafted went on to to win the championship on the first ever league that I played in, much to everyone else's annoyance, because it was, well, people said it was beginner's luck. Uh, the following year, uh, we we increased our league from ten men to twelve, and I. Got to the final and was beaten by John, a man called John, who I will forever, forever be the arch enemy of because he is the only person thus far to have prevented me from reaching that end goal. And then the following year, this is all the standard league, by the way, uh, we increased to 14 men, which was an experience. I think we can all agree that was crazy how many of us there were that year. This this year just passed. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get to the final once again. 
and who should be lying in wait but John. <laughs> so it was a, a very fitting rematch uh, to the previous year and, and luckily I won. But yeah, last year, that was last year's and we also introduced our Dynasty League last year. There was just 10 men in the Dynasty League. We've kept it quite small. Um, but it, it, it lends itself to some interesting choices and trades and all kinds of different shenanigans that occurred last year. So yeah, again, once, once again, I was lucky enough to win, though I think the team that beat me statistically is better than my team that belongs to Elliot, who we'll explore a little bit later. He's got some very good players. Um, I was very lucky, but still, it's, it's a win is a win. And here we are. So so I guess that's our, our credentials established. One of us, a uh, short-time fan, but, uh, you know, pretty successful. And the other one, long-time fan, but unfortunately, Jack has never quite made the playoffs, have you, in the in the regular league? Which yeah, I don't think you... I don't think you wanted to mention that, but <laughs> no, that's why I'm here. <laughs> get it in early. Um, yeah, I've not been not been lucky these last three years. I'm convinced I draft brilliantly every time. I'll I'll stand by that. But in, injuries have ravaged me these last few seasons. But uh, well, that's the one yeah. variable you can't account for, isn't it? Is injuries? Yeah, I think. exactly. I think you can draft the best team possible and, you know, one injury can just derail the entire season. And if you lose a key player, it's that's when you, you need to be able to think on your feet, maybe get in a cheeky trade or two, obviously draft off the waiver wire. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a, a very deep roster, if you lose a person, then especially in the 14-man league, it's your season over pretty much. Um, yeah, it was tough last year when in the regular league when injuries occurred because... 14 men I think was a bit too much but I think that's why I'm preferring the Dynasty League because it's more long term I did luckily manage to get to the playoffs in that only to be beaten by yourself um, <laughs> my apologies <laughs> but I'm preferring that because I feel I feel like I've got a good roster which we will discuss later um, and it's just a bit more long term and trades are a much bigger part of the Dynasty League I think yeah, I mean, a trade in, in Dynasty lasts, well, lasts forever, I guess. When you're looking at standard leagues, it's a short-term thing and you, you really, you know, you want to draft well, but there is always that, ah, there's always next year. Whereas with Dynasty, if, if you do if you do badly, then you are returning with the same people. Yeah. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot more difficult, but you've got to be clever in how you approach trades. You know, people want short-term gains sometimes and you can be quite sneaky and get in a a good trade uh, that works for you in the long term that might not have worked for you in the short term, but it's what you aim for. Do you go for that long-term target? Are you a rebuilding team or are you kind of, is your team in the, in their prime? Cause at the end of the day, it's not, you don't want to come second or third. You, you want to win. So it, yeah. it's, you know, there's no point playing a game where you're in the top two. <laughs> if you're always coming second, yeah, uh, it's, no one remembers It's all that. relevant unless you win. Yeah. It is, which, you know, is, it's nice winning. Uh, I can I can tell you. Uh, um, I mean, not many people, rings. not many people have sampled that uh, that beautiful nectar of winning just so far. But um, <laughs> I can I can attest to its its greatness. But I think winning is feels it feels good. But I don't think it feels as bad as as losing. <laughs> if you see what I mean, I think losing. I can vouch it, for that. It, the extent of the loss is it's just got such an effect on everyone. I'm surprised we're all friends, to be honest. After after some things that have happened, but oh yeah, so am I. Is. As as a fan, as a well as a fan and a fantasy player for eight years, it is very frustrating to do so much research <laughs> every single year, and only to to fall very very short. But 
I'm, I love the game too much to stop now, so I will continue to, to do my research and go for it every year. Okay, so I guess we should probably move on to our first first topic of conversation. That's our rookie prospects. So as I say, we've got the top three uh, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers. I guess we'll begin with with quarterbacks. I guess everyone's uh, number one draft pick this year is a quarterback. So we should probably begin with with that particular selection. So Jack, who is your QB one? I think um, I, th- I would imagine ours is going to be the same in this one, but I think I think Trevor Lawrence is is by far the best quarterback in the draft. He's he's only got five losses in his career, including college and high school. Um, Which is crazy. Is you know his passing ability is incredible, and he's not too bad on the ground as well. To be fair, um, which you tend to forget, but I would expect I'm expecting him to go number one overall in both the actual NFL draft and our fantasy dynasty draft. I think um, I would imagine you've got him at one as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all expecting him to be drafted first. I guess with our league, it's probably important to say that we are a two Q. Well, we're not a two QB league, but we're a super flex, so you can have. A second QB, which, you know, that slot where you can put pretty much anyone. Most of us in our league have have a quarterback there just because of the the point value that they generate on a weekly basis. And so I think it's almost a no-brainer. If you've got the first pick, you you go Trevor Lawrence. You've pretty much illustrated all the reasons why. There's not really any argument as to why you should draft him at that position. So... Yeah, I think the only downside is the franchise he's looking to go to, which will be the Jaguars. Yes. I think he's good enough to overcome that, but we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, why would they not just sort of give Minshew another try, Jack? What what's what's <laughs> Trevor Lawrence got that, that poor old Gardner's not? I think Minshew, I I I love the guy, I'll be honest. I think he's a great character and he hasn't even he hasn't really played that badly, but I just I think when there's a, a player on the board like Lawrence I think Minshew realistically is probably going to be a career backup now if I'm being honest yeah it's quite sad which um, is sad yeah yeah um, he, he is a character and I think we all we all quite enjoy his presence and yeah. <laughs> there's certainly there's certainly members of our standard league who very much like Mr Minshew but it does look like Trevor Lawrence is going to be the new uh, new number one so I guess with that uh, we'll move on to QB two. Who's who's your second QB? Um, I've got um, Justin Fields at two, and I know he is doing some research this week and keeping an eye on the news as you do. He is receiving a little bit of of criticism and stuff like that, which seems to be coming out of absolutely nowhere, which I don't agree with. He was fantastic last year. He beat Trevor Lawrence and had an amazing game. He had one bad game, which I think a lot of people are giving him stick for. Um, which is just natural, I think, isn't it? You're not yeah. going to be perfect every time. I mean, look at Tom Brady <laughs> like this last yeah. season. The, the books were fantastic in the postseason, but before that, there were some very iffy games. And he is statistically, and by most people's standards, the best quarterback to ever play the game. So you can't have a good game every time. Exactly. Um, he was, yeah, like I said, fantastic last year. One bad game, but he's he's very accurate. He's also a fantastic runner, which I think almost every quarterback in the league at some point is going to become a, a runner now. I think I think that's just the way the league is going. Um, you know, with Lamar Jackson and whatnot doing what they do, 
I think he can start straight away, which is a big benefit. And to be honest, I'm hoping the criticism he's getting makes him drop to the Broncos at nine, so we will see what happens there. Well, you can live in hope. Yeah, I've got I've got similar notes, to be honest. I also chose Justin Fields, and I think I recorded that statistically he was the most accurate quarterback last year. But he, he can also he can throw it downfield as well, so he's got that range, which is also important. Um, you know, being able to to hit your target at long distances is crucial but that paired with his ability to run as you say it's running is such an important factor of the game now especially as I interpret it in the modern game I'm obviously new to new to the NFL as of a couple of years ago and everyone seems to be running it <laughs> but yeah, you know it's it, mental. It's, it seems to be quite quite vital but it keeps your opponent on the toes you know if, if you if you know that the opposing quarterback can throw such a long throw you're going to have to defend at long distances yet you also worry that he might run it you have to defend so close and so far at the same time which just it gives you such a huge array of weapons in your arsenal as an offense if you know that that's yeah. the that's the sort of quarterback that you're running with so i quite like him yeah i mean i'd love to be able to draft him but i've got 10th overall for our league so i'm, I'm yeah, i've got no chance then, <laughs> um, he'll be gone and then your qb3 yeah, I mean, we might have this one different. I, I've done some research on him. I did watch a few of his games last season. Um, well, to see the full season he played, should I say. I've got Trey Lance at three. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he seems to be sort of going the other way as Fields is. He's really getting a lot of a lot of positives in the news and stuff in the media recently. Again, massive arm. Um, some say best arm in the draft. Also, wow. he's one of the best runners I think and the season he did play he did 28 touchdowns no picks which you can't really complain with yeah that's uh, yeah, um, that's good so he's, again great dual threat there's talks apparently of the Niners eyeing him up at three um, and again if he didn't I would happily take him in Denver so yeah I think he's he's definitely a solid third choice yeah I think his ability to run is again as we've discussed previously is, is another key factor isn't it the fact that he can be one of those those players that keeps you on your toes defensively. So I think he's a somewhat risky pick. He's mm. not the most accurate necessarily. But at the yeah. same time, fantasy, you, you want someone who's going to be yeah, who's going to be able to run in and, and get the run yeah. touchdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's crucial. So I guess that covers off our quarterback. So we'll move on to running backs, I suppose. So RB1 for you this year. Uh, RB1 for me this year, I've got Najee Harris. Yeah. Um, I, it was close, I'll be honest, between him and Travis Etienne, who I've got second. Uh, but, okay. but yeah, I mean, he had an absolute crazy year last year with 26 touchdowns. He is quite big as well, and compared to his speed, he's 6'2", 230, and he doesn't really fumble as well, which is good. So yeah. I would imagine whoever he goes to, is probably he's probably going to be starting pretty soon. And his pass catching did improve year by year. In college as well which is always a good thing especially in PPR and stuff yeah yeah I wrote down a few stats for him apparently it was uh, 1,466 rushing yards which is crazy amount and then 43 passes 30 touchdowns in 13 games so he's he's a bit of a machine by Mental. all accounts yeah um, so yeah he's he's definitely RB1 where do you think he will go off the board in our draft do you think running backs are a Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be first pick, but mm. do you think he's worth a second pick? Um, I think I think it's a bit tough because obviously we'll discuss everyone's teams later, but I think yeah. I think there is 
I think there is a lot of people who are very weak at running back in the league. So I think he probably will go. I think he probably will go top five. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just because he is so good and versatile with the pass catching, and like I said, there is there's some people in the league who do not have a good starting three running backs, for example. Yeah, it's always the hardest position to. Well, aside from tight end, I guess it's always the hardest position to fill, as as you find in most most leagues. And also, it's it's the position where you're often looking at injuries more than any other, I suppose given the fact that they're just running into walls of people <laughs> practically yeah. every play. it's you, Having your running back stay healthy and play every single game in a season, is, is you're very lucky to get that kind of production. So your RB2 is different to my RB2. So if you yeah, want to... I went for, for Travis Etienne, mainly because, like I said, he's, he's, well, he's four years of college. He produced every single year. A lot of people are saying, like you said, because obviously running backs take such a battering... That, that's a bad thing because he played so much for four years. But yeah. He had a touchdown in 46 straight games. Wow. Again, he can catch the ball. Um, it's, yeah, I, I, had, I have him at two, um, and it was close between him and G. Harris, but I think because Harris is just a little bit fresher and has had less of a workload, I think that's why I, I picked him. Fair point. So Travis Etienne's my RB3. Um, okay, cool. My RB2 is Javante Williams. Mainly it was my RB3. To... Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a good top three, I think. But yeah. but Williams just edges higher because I prefer his pass catching. And I think in PPR, yeah. that's so important. That's Perhaps he's not a better running back overall, but I think I think he's a more rounded player. Although, having said that, I, you know... Etienne has been focusing on his catching game and it's it has been getting better, but it just isn't his main yeah, weapon, which is Agreed. why yeah, Williams is my RB2. So yeah, I guess we know who your RB3 is. Yeah, like Williams, I think, again, I think the top three was always pretty set um, with these three. Um, I think the reason I've put Etienne ahead is just because I've, I've watched him for a few years now. I've re- I really like his game, but I think I'd be happy with any of those top three with me picking at five. I'd be happy with any of them. Yeah, well, you're guaranteed, I think, practically um, one of them, unless unless running back is or, or quarterback is, is so valuable at that top end. But we'll see, I guess, and we'll discuss that a bit later. So we'll, we'll take a little deviation. I would normally go to wide receiver, but why don't we go to tight end, uh, given that our, our <laughs> tight end number one is probably the same person and is a very exciting prospect. Yes, you are. You are very right there. Some say he's the best player in the draft. Um, having watched him played last year, it's definitely very close between him and Trevor Lawrence. He is obviously Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, Florida Gator. He was. He was absolutely fantastic. He's you know four four forty at tight end is already ridiculous speed. He's making eighteen yards per catch. Big plays. He makes spectacular catches catch radius is massive it's yeah he's he's gonna be a wonderful pick in the nfl draft and definitely in our fantasy draft yeah i I don't really have much more to add to that to be honest jack you've you've said everything that needs to be said but (laughs) i think with with the titan position as it is you know you you probably have a top top three top four maybe tight ends um Mm. yet there's huge differences between each of them in active at the minute you know you've got Kelsey and Kittle at the top and then you've got Waller who's who's getting better but yeah. after that you, you start getting quite steep 
Um, yeah, there's a big sort of, drop off in there. there. There is, yeah, and yeah. knowing that you've got a tight end who's coming through who is going to be excellent, especially from a fantasy fantasy perspective, who is, you know, he is going to catch those passes and he is going to generate those points. He's just an excellent pick, and I honestly wish I was high enough to 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 pick him because I. I have Travis Kelsey. He is fantastic. I think he is responsible for me winning, to be quite frank. Um, yeah, that would be and, a lethal but, duo if you had both. <laughs> it would, but he, he's not going to be around forever, is he? He is. No. He's getting on a bit now, his old, uh, old Kelsey. He's probably got another three years left in him, I'm hoping. But it would have been nice to have been able to get pits and just, you know, yeah, kind of ready ride Kelsey to his end and then switch and just know that I'm still strong in that position. So, just like in uh, in the NFL, uh, in actuality, we also have quite a steep uh, drop-off. Who is your tight end number two? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Kyle Pitts, like you said, is the only one that really jumps off the board. I would imagine all of the, our other choices will go off much later on in the draft, second or perhaps even third day. Um, yeah. I've got Hunter Long at two okay from Boston really solid pass catcher just needs to improve his run blocking but again watching some highlights he he seems like a solid option I don't think the two our two or three will be taken in our fancy draft if I'm being honest I think there's better players out there but if someone needs someone later on in the season perhaps these these two might not be a bad bad choice okay so my Titan number two is Pat Freemuth I think that's how you say his name. Um, I think so. <laughs> and so he seems he seems good as a tight end, not necessarily a, a fantasy player. Um, you know, he's he's pretty solid, at, at solid blocking, which is which is crucial. I've heard a lot of people refer to him as Baby Gronk, which again, you know, Gronkowski's big compliment. He's 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 a great he's a great player. So you know, if if he lives up to that hype, then that's going to be fantastic. He's, you know, solid hands, he's strong, he's he, he's what you want from a from a tight end. Um, but he just he's not got that something special that, that Pitts has, unfortunately. So I think I think were I to draft a, a tight end in this draft, it would probably be him if he's still available. But as I say, I've got Kelsey, so I'm I'm not in a rush <laughs> no. just at the minute. Uh so tight end number three for you. Um yeah, tight end three, I've got um Brevin Jordan. Um, Same again because he's again he needs to improve his blocking a little bit but he's good either he can line up out wide or in the slot on the line he's pretty good after the catch from watching the few plays i did he looks pretty exciting when he does get the ball so again if if i was desperate for a tight end which i'm not he would he would definitely be one of my my choices yeah he was he was the same for me um i just wrote a few few stats down so he got 38 passes 576 yards and he also got over 15 yards per reception, which is quite yep. a good stat, actually. So he's, you know, he's able to catch the ball and he's able to, to keep it. And he's, a, well, that implies he is anyway. And it also implies that he's able to catch the odd long distance throw as well. So he, he seems pretty good. But yeah, he's, he's definitely not going to be gone in the first round. Um, no, not <laughs> so, a chance. <laughs> so I guess we'll move on to, to our final category, which is wide receiver, which again is... is there, there are a lot of good wide receivers. I guess we'll start with the best. So who's your, your wide receiver number one? Um, yeah, wide receiver one, um, Devonta Smith. Um, Same, once again. I, I mean, the season he had last year was just 
beyond belief, obviously, which was being rewarded with him winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Just every time you would watch him, it was it was big play after big play. You know, 23 touchdowns, 18, 56 yards. He's over 16 a catch. I found a cool start. He gets a touchdown every 19 pass attempts. So, wow. Like, with, you know, that is what you want in your fantasy team. He was yeah. electric. Every time you'd watch him, he was doing something. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. I was, I was quite intrigued actually to see that there hasn't been a, a Heisman Trophy winner that was a wide receiver since nineteen ninety one. So that is actually that's he, crazy. He is the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy in my lifetime, which is kind of mind blowing to be honest, given the the importance of wide receivers in the game. But I guess quarterbacks the leaders they get they get most of the glory don't they so it's typical for them to receive it which shows once again you know he's he's in the same draft class as trevor lawrence and that was how good a season he had yeah exactly so i can see him being taken pretty early so who's wide receiver number two um wide receiver two i've got jamar chase Um, same again i mean i think the biggest thing that obviously he sat out last season but his two years ago numbers were very similar to Smith's numbers this year. Yeah. Um, and again, watching the highlights from that season, again, he's, he's very good. Good pass catcher. He's quick. Um, doesn't drop many. I think if he'd have played this season and stayed healthy for the whole season, I think he'd probably have had a similar season to Smith anyway. But obviously, because he didn't play, I had to put Smith at one. Yeah. I guess when you when you think about it from a fantasy perspective as well, he's he's got he's got such strong hands. You know, he yeah. he's going to be even if he's not the first option. If he's the second option, it's still important. You know, if if a quarterback can't get a pass off because his man's been marked so well, then Chase is going to be the guy who who you look to as an emergency um, option. So he's yeah, going to get exactly. Yeah. He's he's going to get those extra passes that shouldn't really have been his, which. You know, all he has to do is catch it, even if it's for one or two yards. That's still a point, um, which, you know, a point can be the difference between yeah. winning and losing. So I like him. I think he's he's a, he's an excellent option. So I guess we go on to wide receiver three, uh, which is our final final option from this section. Um, yeah, at three I've got... Um, this was, also like, again, I think with the tight ends after one and two... Like there wasn't much hype around after that, but I've got Elijah Moore at three. Okay. Um, he was second in receiving last season behind Smith. Obviously, it was only eleven ninety three, so it was a six hundred yard drop off, which is pretty insane. But again, solid route runner, um, slot receiver, which I always like, catches a lot of passes. Um, I think he'd fit into pretty much any team. Start straight away, and yeah, just start catching passes, which again in PPR is what you want. Exactly, yeah. So my wide receiver three deviates slightly, so I've gone for Rashad Bateman. You know, he's got good height, good route running. He, he's just a nice jack-of-all-trades, I think. he's He can fit into different roles, which keeps you versatile, keeps your opponent guessing. So he would be my option as, as wide receiver number three. So I think for the most part, we seem to have settled on pretty similar options. It's it's more the kind of the lower down we went, the sort of what the the number three options deviate a little bit because I guess the yeah the waters get a little bit more murky there as to who who is the best. Um, whereas obviously the number ones were all pretty clear across the board. But obviously that's that's just our opinions for the moment. I think the actual draft has such an impact on on that, and it'd be quite interesting to 
to do this exercise again, I guess, after everyone's been drafted and see if, if we've changed our, our positioning for some of these players. So, yeah. Very interesting, and I'm sure that if uh, if any anyone from our our um, dynasty league are listening, uh, those who haven't done the research are probably now rubbing their hands, thinking, "Oh, look at these oh, we're two doing schmucks!" It for them, aren't we? We've we've just done it for them now, so yeah, Disgrace they're one. they're all sorted. Which <laughs> I'm going to regret that. Take take back everything that I said about Cal Pitts. He's terrible. You know, drafting. <laughs> no one needs to draft him in the first nine picks. He should wait for ten. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, so. That's it for the kind of the general draft and the general NFL. So for anyone listening who's uh, who's just stumbled on this podcast and are listening to two, two Northerners chatting about fancy football and we're expecting it to be about British football, I do apologise, but, you know, you're here now. But that section was probably <laughs> the, uh, that was the useful section, I guess, for anyone trying to draft. And we'll move on to our more personal section now. So let's let's start talking about our league. So there are quite a few things to discuss, I guess. Uh, I know you've been doing some work, Jack, and you've come up with some statistics about certain positions, but I guess we should probably start with, with a bit of an overview about potentially who's, whose team belongs to who and, and what that team comprises in terms of players. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, shall we just... I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll start with um, our teams first and we will, uh, we'll go from there, I guess. That sounds like a plan. So we'll we'll it start was, with um, yours. Let's, let's yeah, it was go tough with. tough to analyse my own team, but I tried to be I tried to be fair. I mean, so, I think for me coming into the draft, I think um, quarterback is a massive must for me. Although my number one option in Russell Wilson is very strong. Yeah. Um, after that, there is a drop off in Matt Ryan and Cam Newton, who is well, he was dreadful last year. Yeah. Um the rushing touchdowns saved him a little bit in some games, but yeah, quarterback is a is a big must for me in round one and I think if that's the way the draft falls, I think that's definitely the way I'm leaning towards. Yeah. However, I am very happy with my running backs. I think James Robinson getting him last year, he was absolutely incredible. That um, was a good pick. Very good and pick. And I think well that's it, I'm, I'm luckily I managed to trade for him. Um, yeah. I shipped off Ezekiel Elliott because I think he's just going to go downhill from from there. And I managed to get Robinson. And then Nick Chubb, obviously, is always fantastic. And then I've got a couple of other decent fill-ins. You know, Melvin Gordon starting for the Broncos is not too bad. Um, he does a job. Chase Edmonds, I think, is going to get some work in Arizona, yeah. especially now Drake has left. And I think the best part of my team, I think, is the receivers. Um, all very young. Um, with the exception of Keenan Allen, who's getting on a bit, but all very reliable. Uh, DJ yeah. Chark is going to be good, I think, once he gets a decent quarterback. Cooper Cup's a PPR machine. Keenan Allen's a PPR machine. And AJ Brown is... I love AJ Brown. He's probably my favourite receiver at the minute, I think. Well, Cup's had an upgrade at QB as well, hasn't he? Um... Exactly. Um, which I think will only help him. I was never a fan of, of Jared Goff, and he did things with him. So Stafford throwing to him is only going to get better, I think. Yeah, that yeah, definitely. I think he's that is transformed uh, cup standing in my eyes. Anyway, I think he's going to be a much better player this year. Which, yeah, that trade worked out very well for you um, <laughs> by the yes, looks of things. Did. And then I guess I guess if we if we were moving on to your team, um, yeah. 
Well, we, we, need to, you... we need to give uh, we need to give the name of your team before we move on, Jack. Oh, my my team name is um, is called Broncos for the win. It's not very creative, but that is the team name I've had <laughs> since doing fantasy for the last eight years. You it can't change, change. You will never yeah. convince me to change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't expect to. So we'll move on to Horn of Condor, which is obviously a play on Horn of Gondor because I love Lord of the Rings. And my name's Connor. <laughs> so, what do you think to mine? I'm I'm interested to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, you just I think my notes on yours were. I mean, the starters are just probably one of the strongest in the league. I think. I mean, when you've got Mahomes, Kelsey, then you've got Diggs who led the league in in yards last season, and then you know, I mean, David Montgomery last season towards the end really came on as well. Yeah. Um, it was it was crazy how well he was doing towards the end. Um, and then again, PPR, Eckler's a machine in PPR. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be really good for the yeah. Ravens. Obviously now with Mark Ingram sort of getting a bit on a bit, um, I think Dobbins is going to step in and, and really do it. And then your second quarterback, I like Baker Mayfield. I do like him. I think that's a good second option. He's, yeah, he's... He's given me a few headaches, but he's he's also given me some fantastic, unexpected victories as well. So Exactly. It, he is hit or miss. I find it hard to reconcile that he's my QB too. I think that's the that's the thing, is if you look at him on the standings, like um as a quarterback last year he ranked uh, number eighteen in QBs, which, you know, we have yeah. ten picks you know there's 10 players so your QB1 should be in the top 10 and then you've got mm-hmm. another 10 yeah. for QB2 he should be in the top 20 so he fits that bill the lower end lower than I would like but he is young and they are building a franchise around him you know the the Browns have a lot of faith in him I think so he could become better you know he's he's still he's still learning he's still getting better I mean Mahomes obviously is also young and he's still learning but I mean he's already got to an elite elite level yeah, he can't even... get any better surely <laughs> well one would hope that he would you know he, he he could he could go all the way he could be that he could beat Tom Brady who knows but you know for me my my team is built around Mahomes he's my franchise quarterback and you know I tried to go for younger players as much as I could especially when it came to to running backs um you know I wanted people who would grow into the roles a little bit so Dobbins is he, I drafted him quite highly. Um, I think he was mm. in the seventh or eighth round, and I knew he wouldn't necessarily be a star player in his first year, but I'm definitely hoping that, that he evolves into one over time. Frustratingly, I also uh, drafted Antonio Gibson, but I was so worried about Mixon, who's one of my <laughs> backup quarterbacks, uh, backup running backs, apologies, getting injured, that I drafted, I, I traded with Alex for Bernard, his handcuff, who's not even playing for the team anymore, and that's probably one of the rookiest errors that I ever made. But who who knew that Gibson was going to be as fantastic as he was last year? Oh was, yeah, I mean, it was a risk. Will, yeah. I mean, we'll discuss him when we get to Alex's team, but I I have been trying to trade for him for months now. Yeah. But Alex just wants too high a price. He was he was absolutely fantastic. I wonder you know, if over it's ten sw- touchdowns. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. He was, and it, and it it upsets me how good he was, given that I drafted him and gave him away. But I wonder if Alex will swap uh, Bernard <laughs> back uh, for Gibson. It's worth a try. He could probably give me oh, that yeah. in Shaq Shuka recipe. He might accept it by accident. He might, he might indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's uh, that's my team. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some strong players in there. As I say, quite a few young ones. I think my wide receiver core yeah. is quite old in comparison to the rest of the team. So that's probably another position I need to look at. But wide receivers I stay think, good a lot yeah. longer than running backs do. 
I think yeah, I think your team's very solid. I think again, I think as for most people, I think I just think depth is is something everyone needs to work on. Yeah, you know, looking that drop off of if your starters do go out, who's next man up? You know, yeah, it's one of the like, and you know, Devante Park is pretty solid. Michael Gallup's pretty solid. Um, a receiver, but then yeah, your running back drop off is obviously like you alluded to is is a little bit worse for wear. Yeah, so I'm playing currently four running backs in the first team. So I've got Eckler, Montgomery, uh, Mixon, Dobbins. So I do always have the option of swapping out yeah. uh, a couple of those guys, um, you know, throwing a wide receiver in. As you say, Parker, Gallup. Gallup not as good as he was. But I do also have uh, Deontay Johnson, who seemed to assume quite a pivotal role in the Steelers' offense last year. Um, I was hoping that Smith-Schuster wouldn't yes, be returning. but. Yeah, so I'm hoping that he gets better. Again, he's young. He's very young. Um, Smith Schuster's mm. return does kind of put a dent in his value because it is, you know, he is a good wide receiver as much of a as much of a knob as he might be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, true that. So, so um, my god. Yeah, so, but it does seem that Smith Schuster's time at the Steelers might be uh, fairly short lived after after the, the next few years anyway. So maybe Johnson will grow into their wide receiver one. Who knows? But. Again, they're going to lose their quarterback pretty soon. Big Ben's getting on a bit, so... Yeah, it's, um, it's time. It's time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's going to be a strange transition period for them. So I guess we should yeah. stop talking about me and move on to the next person. So who should we who should we jump on to? Should we go for I Lewis? I I got that. I'd, yeah, I was literally just looking at Lewis, um, yeah. whose team so, name is No Punt Intended. Classic. Which is, again, much more creative than mine. Um, but not bad, not bad. Whether he googled it or not, that's neither neither here nor there. Um, well, we can only assume that he thought of it uh, himself, and he had no input <laughs> from the beautiful creation that is the internet. Um, no. So, what, what's your what's your view? That <laughs> give us an overview, and then we'll start with the very awkward hot topic that is his QB situation. Oh yeah, I mean that's as as I was about like as I was about to say, I've put my notes on his team are running back very strong. Um, yes. You know, I, I love Kareem Hunt. Jonathan Taylor really start to come on towards the end of the season. I think he's going to be absolutely amazing for the Colts. Mike Davis as well, although he's obviously made the switch, um, is again very good in PPR. And then if you switch to the bench, obviously he's got um, CMC as well, who's going to come back from injury. So running back very strong. Yeah. And I also put receiver very strong as well. If you look at his top three of Ridley, DJ Moore and Amari Cooper... Yeah. Um that's a that's a strong top three with Will Fuller and Tyler Boyd sort of as backups. That's that's not a bad top five, I don't think. Yeah, and I agree. I think Lewis did I believe he came first in the regular season for us uh last season. He did, um, yeah. So, you know, he, he did have an excellent team. I remember I remember telling him about Mike Davis. I'd, I'd, I'd had him on my team for a short time. And again, I seemed to make stupid mistakes. I dropped him thinking, ah, you know, Christian McCaffrey, one of the hard, hardiest of all running backs. He's never going to be injured. So <laughs> I dropped him and kindly said to Lewis, oh, look, you know, I'm dropping Christian McCaffrey's handcuff. I had tried to get yeah, a little, I tried to get a little trade out of him, but he he wasn't budging. So oh, you know what? I need the bench space. Dropped him two weeks later. Obviously, Lewis had picked him up, and he became very crucial in Lewis's. Yeah, only uh, ten most weeks after that. Yeah, he <laughs> was he was woods. vital, vital in Lewis's uh, sort of playoff <laughs> run, and he quite happily got him, uh, you know, a bye for the first first playoff game, which uh, which worked out well for him. Where's Davis gone um, now? Is it Atlanta? Atlanta, yes. Yeah. Um, I think he probably will 
get some quite a bit of work there, I think. Yeah. Matt Ryan's, I mean, I don't like him too much in fantasy, but he is, you know, he does, he is decent at throwing the ball. So I think with Davis being as good as he is out the backfield, I think he will get some points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess um, given, then... given Lewis's strength, then, you know, he's going to have Christian McCaffrey in yeah. uh, Davis' spot anyway. So it's just nice to have him on the bench as a, as a bit of depth in as the running back. back position. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, I guess, as you alluded to earlier, the, the elephant in the room, and what I've wrote in my notes is the quarterbacks are a disaster. Yeah. He's obviously, he's got Deshaun Watson, which um, it's is a such tough a shame. one for all owners. Yeah, it's yeah. such a shame that due to actions on Deshaun Watson's part yeah. that we won't dwell on too long, but are quite, well, there's no other way to describe them other than horrendous. Um, he's... He, it's a shame because he's such a as as a quarterback. He's phenomenal. He's very good. Um, yeah. You know, Lewis would Amazing. have had a, a a franchise quarterback, a young a young guy who would who is already showing how good he is in the NFL. He would have been able to carry him on on right until probably the end of when we're playing Dynasty. Until well, unless we're playing into our sixties, which I certainly hope we will do. Um, we will be. But yeah, I mean, the NFL has a habit of being quite. Um, uh, forgiving of character actions, I guess. Um, yes. Yeah, so who knows? There. He might be back. He might be back next year. He might be suspended for a few games, or he might be suspended for a season. But I mean, the the cynic in me thinks they're probably just gonna let him off with a slap on the wrist, and because he's such a good player and he generates so much money, he's probably gonna be all right. I mean, which yeah. is the wrong thing, especially if if the accusations are true. That is, I mean, it, oh, could, yeah, be the ca- it could be the case that that he yeah. isn't guilty of anything that he's been accused of. But given the given the mounting uh, lawsuits, um, it's it's not looking too good for him. But we'll yeah, see what um, happens. We'll see yeah. what happens. Um, um, was there anything else to say on Lewis's team? I think I think just with regards to Watson, I think obviously with him, like you said circumstances we won't dwell on but I just think if, if Watson doesn't come back best case scenario for Lewis he sits out a year I think if you look at Lewis's backups of Bridgewater and Wentz I wouldn't be too excited about those options if I was if I was him but you know who knows who knows? I mean will do. that's it Wentz is he's in a new place he's, he's part of a new yeah. team he could you know he's going to be surrounded by quite a lot of young talent as well so who knows he might be uh he might have a bit of a renaissance and become very good, but the amount of times Lewis was complaining about having Wentz last year, <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of redeeming to do in Lewis's eyes. I'm sure he would attest yeah. to that if he were here. Um, perfect. I guess we'll move on to our next team, which is our good friend Tom's team. He's not changed his team name yet. I can't quite remember what his team name was yeah, last not. year, but we'll just have to fill that gap in when Tom decides to change his, his team name. But I think Tom waiting until the season starts to change his name is is a very Tom thing to do. Uh, it is. He's, uh, you know, it he's going to come in the at the before. very end, day before, and it's going to be a fantastic <laughs> name. We're all going to be flawed by it. There's a lot of pressure on you now, Tom. If you're listening, you're going to have to think of a good one. Uh, so yeah, let's let's have a little look at Tom's team. What's what's the Jack's facts for this one? I mean, it it's. I mean, the starters are in a, in my notes. I've wrote incredible. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen was the highest scoring fantasy player last season yeah um he's you know with his legs he's fantastic and he is getting better year on year with his arm as well in terms of accuracy 
And then as you move down the list, you know, as much as I traded him away, Zeke could bounce back and be his old self. He um, in which case he's solid. He's a solid RB1. And Aaron Jones at Green Bay is fantastic. Um, dropping down to receiver, you've got Michael Thomas. Admittedly, yeah. not a great year last year. But then every other year, he's been Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Um, he has lost Breeze, though, Hill. hasn't he? So we... He's lost Breeze, yeah. We'll see. He's he um, has the capacity to be an excellent receiver. That we you know we all know that, but it'll be interesting to see what the Saints do with the quarterback position. But sorry, I yes. derailed you there. Do carry on. Oh no, don't worry. Um, and then yeah, obviously Tari Kill is just. I mean, he's incredible. He's fastest player in the league. Um, despite what some people say, challenged races and whatnot. Scotty Miller, um, last season, and um, we'd all love to see that race. But Hill is fantastic. I mean the. He put up last season the 200 yards plus in the first quarter. It was some of the stuff he can do is is ludicrous. 61.9 points in week 12, which, yep. you, I mean, you can't ask for more, can you really? It was against me as well. Ah, um, uh, was it? Was it? Just, to, just to put that in there. Oh. In yeah. both leagues, I was playing Hill. Oh, so, I remember. Yeah, I lost both. I lost both those matchups handsomely. Yeah, there wasn't much you could do um, about that. Which was that, frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think other notes on Tom's team, I just put, he, he does also have some some good young players as well. You know, rookie receivers from last year, Claypool and yeah. Brandon Ayuk did have some, some good games. And obviously Justin Herbert exceeded everyone's expectations for the yeah, for the, uh, for the charges there. Phenomenal. He was amazing. See, this so yeah, I think to... Tom's got a very good team. He does. I mean, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about my QB2 situation. You know, I shouldn't mm. be happy with it. I think the reason I'm not happy with it is because I see Tom's QB2 situation where he has a QB1 as his QB2. As his QB2, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Herb, Herbert is is phenomenal. I think probably Tom's only weakness, but even then I, I've got a soft spot for this player, is Evan Engram. Now, in regular, I've, I've drafted Evan Engram every year. Every year. I, I think he's, he's one of the players that I never have not drafted. He might be the only one. And, and I do like him because he's got potential, but last year was not a good year for Evan Ingram. So I think if Tom could improve anywhere, if he could get a bit of a bolster at, at, at tight end. Yeah, bolster be... at tight end would be, and he'd pretty much have the perfect starting, starting team. I think my only other note was running back depth. Like obviously with you, you had a good top four. I think really Tom has only got a good top two, I think in my opinion. Yeah, so who... I don't know what uh, you think. I'm just looking. So Fournette... Mm, Fournette... Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. He's I, not, you don't want to rely on him. Yeah, I think he's past his best, for sure. Devin Singletree. Um, again, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then he's... Yeah, everyone else is kind of... Uh, punts. He does have Michael Pittman, who um, is another player that I am quite fond of. And uh, the only, I think the only reason Tom drafted him was because I was making a lot of noise about how Pittman was going to be the next big thing. So Tom Tom drafted him despite me, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, 100%. So 100%. Because, and because he knows I would pay a high price for Pittman, I, I will never have him on my team, annoyingly. Um, but that's just that's just the way it is. So yeah, Tom, I think he's he was unlucky to come where he came last year. Um, yeah, agreed. I believe he came. Well, he's got the fourth overall pick, so he came. He, he didn't quite make playoffs, which, with a team like that, is very surprising. So, 
given yeah, a fourth fourth overall pick, he's he has a lot of power and he can use that power for, for trading purposes or to even draft a, another rookie to give him a bit of depth, I guess. Um, but we'll move on to drafting a little later, as you said. So next player, I think we'll go with uh, Rohan, who is... I guess if I were to put two people on on a plinth as as the most NFL obsessed that I know, you you and he would probably share that plinth. You know, yeah, Ron loves <laughs> loves lives and breathes the sport. Um, he lived in America for a short time, and he's a he's a massive Gators fan. So yeah, he's he's just he's just obsessed with with the sport and he's another reason why I got as into it as I did because seeing his his fascination and love for the sport is just so infectious and and just makes you want to know more about it too so uh Rowan's team is Game of Thrones um which he's used in regular nice. a few times as well so nice little play on Game of Thrones so let's have a look at his team yeah i think i mean i think i think it's a very good team i think my notes on this were i think receiver very strong I think nearly one of the best top fours. I mean, when you look at DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, and Mike Evans as a yeah, top four, it's is very absolutely good. insane. I did put that he is, obviously, he's a Buccaneers fan, so fair enough, but he's a bit Buccaneer reliant <laughs> with Brady, Gronkowski, Evans, and the Buccaneers D. But if they smash it next year, he'll just win every week, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, from that perspective, he's well. They won the Super Bowl this year. They're, they're they going to be. They're coming off that high. That you know, if they keep that that momentum, and they've also got Bruce Arians uh, commanding the ship, uh, to use a, a seafaring pun. So uh, I think they're in good hands. I love. I love that man. Yeah, yeah I mean, same. if I could have one player off his team, I think we all know that it would be Adam Thielen, who is who is yep. my all time number one NFL player. I just love the man, uh, despite despite the fact that you know his. His uh, his days have been prominent. Are probably going to be behind him fairly soon, given the introduction of uh, Justin Jefferson. But he's yeah. nevertheless he's still the go-to man for the touchdowns. He's still generating the points. He's yeah, fantastic team. So I think probably the only thing to maybe comment on Rohan's team is um, the quarterback situation. I think uh, he interestingly doesn't use a QB two. Yes, he doesn't. He um, and looking through some of the sort of game weeks last week. Um, yeah, doesn't very often either. Which I guess, if you if you do look through the backups, you know you've got Brady as the QB one. Then we're off to Garoppolo, Mitch Trubisky, and and Gardner Minshew. Then I guess that is I guess that's fair enough. I would imagine Mike Evans or Lockett will outscore them most weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess that's probably the biggest weakness in quite a solid team. Otherwise, is the, the quarterback situation. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. I think. Obviously, once Brady goes, you are struggling. But again, knowing Brady, he might play for another five years. You just never know with that guy. Only of the notes I had on him, apart from quarterback, was running back as well, because it is literally Edwards, Lair, Carson. And I'll be brutally honest, then no one. Yeah, yeah, it's... From a running back perspective, I, I do agree. I mean, I think there was a lot of hype around Edward Zillaire last year. Um, I know in our yeah, standard lot. league, he was drafted 11th or 12th, I think. Yep. People did expect him to become um, quite a prominent player. He, You know, he had some good games, but he was number 22 running back. It's it's not a first draft pick. Uh, so you you want to be getting some, some better running backs in there, I guess, to sort of consolidate that. But... 
Running back turnover is probably the highest out of all the positions, given that they are worn down so quickly. So replacing yeah, any right position, there. running back is probably the easiest to replace with a solid player. So who knows? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what Rohan's strategy is when it comes to the draft, I guess. But, he, you know, he played well last year. Um, he did. So he just he just needs to uh, to maybe fill in a few of those weaknesses. And he, again, is going to be another fairly solid team that people have to have to watch out for and as you say if the Buccaneers have a fantastic year which to be honest I'll be surprised if they don't exactly yeah Yeah. he's he's pretty safe when it comes to the playoffs uh so the next one is uh Elliot I hope I pronounce it right because I believe uh I believe this is Welsh but it's the Coffee Dragons I think that's correct he will tell me that it's correct or incorrect, I'm sure, as soon as he finds out how I've, how I've butchered his language. Ah. So let's have a look at, at Elliot's team. Um, yeah, and I've, I've spoken to Elliot, obviously, before we've done the podcast, and he was excited to see what we say, but it is, is a frustratingly good team. It really is. I would um, say that this is my... I think out of everybody, I would say Elliot has the strongest team. Yeah, like strongest starters, without a shadow of a doubt. You, you know, you've got Aaron Rodgers... And Tannehill as you you one and two, I think that's amazing. You know Tannehill's been absolutely electric these last couple of years. Um, you switch over to running back. You've got Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, which is just an insane one-two punch. It and then really to back is. it up, you know he's injury prone, but he's not bad. James Connor, we'll see how he gets on um, in Arizona. And then you've got Ronald Jones, who did have quite a good year as well for Tampa Bay. So running back very good. You'd think he's weak at wide receiver, then he isn't. He's got DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, and Justin Jefferson. Um, <laughs> Ridiculous. Which is just ludicrous. And then, you know, Hunter Henry, we'll see how he gets on in New England, but, you know, he's a, he's a solid tight end. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing counting against Elliot, I think, is the age of, of his running backs. I mean, Darwin Cook is still fairly young. He's still got quite a lot in the tank. But Derek Henry, I think... He had a phenomenal season this season. I don't know if he'll repeat that this upcoming yeah, um, season. 2,000-yard th- seasons are tough to repeat. Exactly, um, yeah. So I would but expect e- some drop-off. But even with some drop-off, he's still going to be yeah. over the 1,000-yard mark. So it's not really a, it's not really a, something to worry about too much. Um, yeah, I'd be yeah. shocked if Elliot doesn't make the playoffs, a yeah. deep playoff run again, barring injuries. I, I can't see any other, other um, outcome. Yeah. I, as I said, Elliot was the. Um, in case any anyone listening uh, has has not remembered, Elliot was my opponent in the championship for Dynasty this year, and and there was a a good spoonful of luck on my side, I think, to to beat him. Some of his players didn't turn up, and some of my players very much yeah. turned up. I think Diggs recorded his his record score on week sixteen. Um, he did. And he was one of the final players to play, so he well and truly put the the competition to bed. But next year. Uh, if I make it to the final and it's against Elliot again, I'll be very, very worried. <laughs> That's all I yeah, can say I, on that I matter. Yeah. So any any positions that he could tighten up? Do you think, or is he pretty much infallible? Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, in my notes I did put. Although I do think he's got the strongest starters. Um, again, I think the ah, but then annoy, annoyingly the bench isn't too bad either. If you look at the backups. I, as a Broncos fan, I do really like Noah Fant, so I think he's a decent backup tight end yeah. once we get a quarterback sorted. 
Miles Gaskin then, had a cracking season last year. Yeah, Gaskin, you know, had a, an amazing, amazing game in the championship game. Annoyingly, he was on the bench for Elliot, but he was a pickup for me in standard. He was one of the best choices I made. Was grabbing, grabbing Gaskin in time for that that game. Yeah, so a frustrating. I mean, I think again, maybe if you look, if you look after the top three receivers, I think there was a bit of a drop off. You know. Valdez Scantlin's very hit or miss. Samuel was injured most of the season. I don't like Preston Williams. Scotty Miller is really the fourth or fifth choice on that offense. And Jalen Rager for the Eagles was dreadful. So I think, yeah, I think if he drafted a decent receiver first round, he, there's not many flaws. Yeah. Perfect. So I guess we move on to our next team, which is, yeah, it's Sam's team. So I think Sam, again, he's not quite sorted his team name out just yet. So we'll uh, we'll wait. With... No doubt it'll be a funny one. It will be, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. So Sam's team. So Sam, I believe, came last last year. He did. He had a, he had a rough year. He had a rough year. But I mean, the, the team... There's, I mean, Lamar Jackson would be the first point of discussion. Is admittedly he didn't have as good a year last year as the year before, but you know he's he's probably going to be QB one to five every week. He's he's that good with the rushing ability, so that's a massive plus point. I think receiver, not bad. I wrote down he does have some good options, but again, I just wouldn't class any as a top option, so I think that'd be a target for the draft. You know, Robert Woods I love in PPR. He's very yeah. reliable. Then you got Smith Schuster, who we talked about earlier. You know, not a great person, but he's he is a decent receiver. <laughs> and Corey Davis, you know, recorded his I believe first thousand yard season um last year. Admittedly he switched teams, but he did sort of prove himself last year. Um big issue for me, um obviously r- running back is is pretty atrocious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I wrote down. David Johnson, while he's he has been a fantastic player in the past, to have him as your your number two um, going forward is yeah, he's, that's a position he's you need to fill. Yeah, I mean um, Sam is in an interesting position because he does have number one overall pick, so he can get Trevor Lawrence. The question is, how willing. much benefit will Trevor Lawrence bring to his team? You know, is yeah. he better off going for a a running back? Because after his first pick, it's going to be pick twenty, I think. Yes, will be that's his correct. Second pick, and a lot of the good stuff will be gone by then. Or does he try and quickly make a trade before we draft? You know, the number one pick is is very sought after by every team. Is, yeah. is can he get some some uh, some decent players in off the back of that? You can drive a very hard bargain. I think, yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think if that were to... I don't think Trevor Lawrence helps him because as much as he is going to be brilliant, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson's always going to be the starter. Drew Locke, I think, probably will start for Denver. And I do like Tua as well as his, as his third choice. So yeah. if you're asking if Trevor Lawrence will outscore Drew Locke and Tua, if, I think if they start all the same amount of games, I think it would be very close. So if it was me, I would probably do what you said maybe try to trade down to get a couple of closer together picks yeah. and then like we talked about earlier maybe try pick up Harris uh, Javonte Williams someone like that because I think running back is really the biggest hole yeah so that's Sam's team we'll move on now to Kieran Kieran 
The Gridiron Giants. Yeah, I think I think Kieran's team, when I was working out my... This took a while, but I did work out the average age of every single team. Kieran's team is the youngest by some distance at 23.7. It has a lot of room to grow, doesn't it? I mean, I'll let you carry on before we start but, dissecting the team. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of good young players. Yeah. Uh, is was my biggest... I mean, Kyler Murray is electric. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is... I think is very good, as is Miles Sanders when healthy. C.D. Lamb at Dallas made some incredible plays. And Cam Akers at the Rams did come on again towards the end of the season. And then obviously you've got Odell Beckham coming back, hopefully off of off an, off, off of an injury. Yeah. So he does have some good young players. But then I think, again, other notes were outside of Murray again, I don't really see a QB2. I, I don't, as you well know, I hate Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's very good at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, hopefully Jalen Hurts comes on and maybe does something. But the, the other options are Dalton or Darnold, who I also don't like. So I think quarterback, second quarterback, I think is, is an area to improve. I th- I'm going to, as a Vikings fan, I will defend Kirk Cousins to an extent. Um, he, he, As he is my team's quarterback, it is difficult to defend him on, on occasion, as, as nice a guy as he seems to be. But he was the number 11 quarterback last year. You know, he... Yeah, you, he are, did, you are right. He did just miss he out on that. He, he does, just doesn't win. You know, his wide receiver core is phenomenal. He's got he's throwing yeah, to very good players. Right. He's got Dalvin Cook, who is just as good a pass catcher as he is a rusher. He you know, the the Vikings, while they might be a run first offense to to an extent, uh, when they when they throw the ball, they, they get big numbers. Um and I, I guess yeah. one of the reasons why they did so well last year is because our defense was utterly shocking and sort of yeah. ravaged by injuries <laughs> and we did not defend well so a lot of the plays that we made were ones that had to be risky you know long balls and trying to move it up the field as fast as possible yeah. so I guess he was helped to an extent from a fantasy perspective by how bad his defense was but that might yeah. not happen this year I mean in in the in the off season, I know the Vikings have been making a lot of moves from a defensive perspective um I know Zimmer loves his defense, so he's always going to try he and does. strengthen it and bolster it. And I think last year was quite an embarrassment for him, so I think he's going to try and bolster it as much as he can. So Kirk Cousins' ability to put up those numbers is probably going to be impacted because he's not going to need to make mm. the riskier plays, which is probably going to drive Dalvin Cook's value up annoyingly, which is going to help Elliott's team. But as a QB two, <laughs> Cousins is a good QB two. You know, he starts on a very good team. Um, yeah, you are you are right. Call me a hater. But I just, I, 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 just, I, just, like I just had to, def- I just had but to defend my boy there. <laughs> QB eleven is, like you said, QB eleven is very good. I just, I just do not like him. I wouldn't want him as my QB two. I'll just put it to you, to you like that. But yeah, would, you are right. He's I a solid would, option. I would be uncomfortable too, and I have yeah. taken Mayfield as my number two. Very good. So yeah, Kieran's team. I think I don't think it's going to win the championship this year necessarily, but I definitely think that given a couple of years, as those players yeah. get older and they get better, he's He'll definitely be right a rebuild. Well, he doesn't necessarily need to rebuild. He he just needs to sort of consolidate that that youth and make sure he harnesses that power. He he had yeah, a great it. trade to get Jacobs for his uh, number. I believe it was his number two pick. Oh, no, yep. number three pick. Number three overall pick. He traded for Josh Jacobs with Rohan, his brother, um, which was a very surprising 
surprising trade, in my opinion, uh, given that Rohan loved Jacobs and has loved him for a while. But Rohan is after someone quite clearly. I guess we'll move on to to that in a a little while. But it seems that he needed that pick. Um, So it'll be interesting to see who he chooses. Um, Yeah, it will be. Next player is James, who, again, has not selected a name just yet. He has not, no. (laughs) So Um, what's your opinion on James' James's team? team? I think, I mean, obviously, there's the first thing to say is he was just so horrifically unlucky with it. He really was. <laughs> it was when you when you QB one, your RB one, and arguably your wide receiver one or two goes down injured, and, and he end. still did not too bad. He, he yeah, he's got a lot of players coming back. You got Dak Prescott coming back. You got Saquon Barkley coming back. And you've got Cortland Sutton coming back. So those are three massive pieces. And yeah, like you said, Kittle was was not healthy the full season. So I think now that his injured players are back, I think he's actually got a pretty decent team, all in all. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he was quite I think he was quite downheartened, to be honest, um by by the injuries. It was probably quite a bitter swill bitter swill bitter pill for him to swallow um especially given that he does have such a good yeah. strong team that was just crippled essentially by injury and and it just goes to show that you know y- you can be an excellent analyst you can look at all the stats you can be great at fantasy you can draft a phenomenal team yeah. but if your players get injured you there's don't. not much coming back from it and, yeah. and Dak going down and Barkley going down they they were his primary players really and he lost them yeah um, and I think that would move on to the next point which was I, I thought he did very well considering like who was next man up I think even if you look at Barkley coming back I think running back is a little weak yeah although I like DeAndre Swift do I want him as my second option not really and then when you look at the drop off, your next man men up are, you know, Madison who backs Cook up. You've got Wayne Galman, James White. You know, he's a decent pass catcher, but I think running back depth is is an issue for me on on James's team. Yeah, I mean White is twenty nine now. Um, yeah, he's getting so on. he's he's getting on. I mean Wayne Galman, he's he's not going to be the primary player. No. Um, well, he's he's just signed with the 49ers, apparently. So he's not even going to be a, a, a giant anymore. Uh, Matson, he's a great handcuff for Cook. So perhaps there could be some negotiation there with Elliot uh, at yeah. some point, especially if Cook goes down, which he's liable to do. He, yep. James might be able to trade there and maybe get some more value because Matson is more valuable to Elliot than anyone else. Yep, um, right there. So, so there's a trade that could be made there. Although, from experience, Elliot takes a very long time to mull over his trades. So, oh, yeah. the se- the Everybody does by the sounds of it. The season's probably going to be over. <laughs> I'm not. I'm too gung-ho. I think that's my problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just get a trade out there and just do it. And if people haven't responded fast enough, I just withdraw it because I can't be doing with the the hassle. Um, maybe, maybe that's the wrong way to go about it. So, yeah, James's team, I think he's going to see... He's definitely going to improve on his position of, 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 from being the second bottom to... Yeah, it can I only get better. I think he's got a chance to make playoffs this, this season. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and finally, we have Alex. Alex. 
that's what she said. Well, I'll say it as it sounds, I guess, which is that's what she said. Because it's a fantastic a name. There's no doubt. It is a very good name. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's have a look at his uh, his team. I think it includes Gibson. Frustratingly, he does. Who I want so badly, but he's, the thing with Alex, as you'll all come to know, is the trades he offers are ridiculous. I won't lie. Yeah, and the foolish <laughs> among us bite occasionally. But at least I won the championship, so I feel like that. that oh yeah, you been... don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean my my notes on him. I think I mean he's got two of I think probably the top five best players in the league. Like I love Kamara and Devante yeah. Adams is an absolute beast. Yeah. So that was the first thing I wrote down. Um, tight end market Mark Andrews, fantastic. Um, another rookie from last year, T. Higgins at Cincinnati. He did he did much better than I thought he would. Yeah. Um, so that's a good option, I think. I think my only, again, my only issue, as much as I love Joe Burrow, is, I mean, you've got Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford are one and two. You know, Burrow's coming off a decent injury, Stafford's on a new team, and then your backups are Roethlisberger and Taysom Hill. I, I think quarterback again is an issue for for Alex. Yeah. I mean Burrow is a good quarterback, but he, he is, have, there's no he, doubt. He didn't have an offensive line that was good enough to keep him protected. Yeah. And I think the fact that he had such a such a bad injury as a result of that oversight from yeah. from the Bengals um management, I, I think they're gonna have to look to strengthen that O line if they want to keep him safe. Which I also hope means that Mixon's production is going to go up because that benefits me massively. Um <laughs> Which, which you know, behind a decent O line, I think that's what stifles Mixon. Everybody looks at Mixon as a he's always drafted very early, but he never quite reaches the potential that he's meant to reach. And I think that is in part due to that O line. Yeah. So I think having Burrow there, if the Bengals make the right moves, then maybe Burrow's production is going to go up. Hopefully, he won't be injured so. and he might yeah. become you know, a very good quarterback to have on your team. But as you say, you, you're kind of hoping that that's the case. There's no guarantee, it's not. He's not, um, you know, he's not necessarily proven his metal just yet in the NFL. So yeah, in a tough division as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think th- there's some work to be done for him there, but we'll 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 see. But as you say, a lot of the rest of his team is is very good. Kamara, Gibson, um, you know, Andrews at, at tight end. He's had some he's had some good games. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a solid team for sure. Is there anything else to say on Alex's? No, we... I think I think that's pretty much covered it. Got some fantastic individual players. Yeah, quarterback reliability is pretty much my only issue with him. Yeah, which I guess leads us quite nicely on to the draft. Uh, so the top top ten picks. So I guess it's probably useful to uh, to maybe just go through who's who's picking at which position. Yeah, that sounds good. So we've got um, we've got Sam at one. Obviously, after his very rough season, um, I think. I mean, do you want to go through who we think they're going to pick, or do you want me to just rattle through the order? We might as well have a think of of who they'll pick as we go, I suppose. So, who who do you think Sam is going to pick? Given given our comments on Trevor Lawrence previously when we were discussing his team, do you think do you think he has the ability to choose anybody else, or do you think he's just shackled to Lawrence right out of the gate? I think yeah, it's a, it's a horrible decision. I wouldn't want to make the decision because I think. Trevor Lawrence is so good, you almost have to take him. But I think realistically, playoffs will be a stretch if Sam doesn't get a running back. 
Yeah. Um, so it's whether you want to do decent this year, maybe finish sixth and sneak into the playoffs, or you get Lawrence, he's absolutely incredible in five years, and then you start to make your move. Yeah, it's a difficult decision to make because because of that reason. I mean, running backs last, what, five, six years, if, if you're lucky at, at good quality, and then they start to kind of drop off after that point as they as they inevitably become battered and bruised. So if he went for that, uh, for a running back, it would be a short-term option. Does he have yep. the team to take him all the way to the championship? Perhaps no. not. It's it's a difficult one to, to make that decision. Trevor Lawrence will last a long time. You know, quarterbacks can be in the game for yep. decades. So does he draft Trevor Lawrence and hope that he gets better? He is such a good prospect, it might be worthwhile. Alternatively, he can always trade him. You know, he's there is yeah, a lot of value true. in trading for Trevor Lawrence. For that. So yeah. yeah, if I were Sam, I'd probably trade my first round, my first overall pick and try and get some decent, reliable capital back. I think that would yeah. be my option. You're going to you're not going to struggle to find someone who would trade for that pick. Um Oh yeah, if he's listening, which I hope he does, I will definitely trade for that pick. <laughs> I have tried and I, w- I was not responded to, so I will <laughs> leave it at that. Um uh. So yeah, next? Sam. Sam is at number one. Sam at so one. Number two is James. James uh, again, yeah. I've tried to get this pick off him, but he's not budged. So James, James's team again. He's he's returning. He's like a phoenix rising from the ashes this year. He's Very got his key, so. he's got his key players back. He's in a really good position in the draft. If I were James, I probably wouldn't trade the pick unless it was a really good response because he has the chance to get someone really crucial that can fill in any gap in his team. Any gap, yeah. And I, I don't think he's got many gaps. I think, again, it's a tough pick because, you know, he, he could he could go quarterback, but it's probably not going to help him this year because I, I like Winston and I like Prescott. Yeah. Obviously, you've got who we talked about earlier, arguably best player in the draft, Kyle Pitts, I would think, would still be available at two, depending on he, what Sam does. He but he's be. got George Kittle, so it's like... It's... Do you need two absolutely amazing tight ends? Obviously, you... put one in the flex type thing. Um... I mean, Kittle's twenty seven. He's got he's got years left ahead years of him. Left. I think Pitts is probably a waste of a pick, in my opinion. I, I would. I completely agree. I think he should go. I think he should go running back, and I think Najee Harris at two. I don't think is bad value. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that strengthens his his running back depth if nothing else, yeah. and it means, you know, he's got uh, Marquise Brown as one of his wide receivers who didn't have a particularly great year last year in a flex position. You switch him for Harris, Harris is going to put up much bigger numbers, he's going to be more reliable week on week. Yeah, I think running back for, for James is is almost a no-brainer. But yeah. he, has the, he has the absolute luxury of being able to pick practically any player he wants and no one would question why he picked the player really you know he's he's probably not going to get trevor lawrence that's probably the only player he can't get so he's got his pick of everybody else i mean you know maybe even maybe even Devontae smith you know he he would fit in really well too yeah but the question is do you pick a wide receiver that early probably not uh so then we move on to the third pick which was kieran's so kieran traded his third pick for josh jacobs josh jacobs yeah which is a very strong pick. You know, maybe he could have drafted somebody who would be better than Jacobs. It's not beyond the realms of possibility at number three overall, yep. but Kieran wanted some... 
he wanted some stability, I guess. He wanted to know yeah. that he drafted somebody good, which it works out for his team. But he drafted him to Rohan. So Rohan uh, clearly needed somebody such that he would trade away Jacobs, given his personal mm-hmm. fondness of Jacobs um, for context. So who who has he got his eyes on? That's the I, question. I think it's probably I mean, Pitts. Yeah, I think we bought a year. As we as we said previously, Rohan is a is a massive Gators fan. I think Gronkowski, as you know, as fun as he is, as good a player as he is, isn't going to be around for much longer. Although I think, as we discussed earlier, I think he could go quarterback and probably will have to, if he doesn't this year. Next year, I think I think we know he's taking Pitts. I think that's a lock. Yeah. I think so too, yeah. <laughs> sadly. I wish it wasn't the case, but yeah. it, it, he has to go to somebody. But I think if he was playing with his mind over his heart, I definitely think a quarterback pickup would be much better for his yes. team in the long run. He needs a quarterback in that flex position, I think, to to really get the extra points that you run. get from a quarterback. I think yeah. relying on a wide receiver in flexes, it's very hit and miss. But again, if the, if the Broncos... Broncos, sorry. I wish it were the Broncos for you, Jack. But if the Bucks were going on a massive, massive uh, sort of championship run again, maybe he'll prove us all wrong and outscore us there. But yeah, I think I would say that maybe Justin Fields would have been a better selection for Rohan. But I think given given his tendency to to play with his his heart, I think he's probably yeah. going <laughs> go to pit. Yeah. It's yeah. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't. Um, so next we have Tom at position number four. Yes, um, I mean, and I think as we discussed earlier, Tom's stars are very strong, and as we start to get down the boards, he, he could really do. I mean, quarterback. I don't think he needs. Um, no, <laughs> no way. Um, he's you know Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. That's him set for hopefully the next ten years. Yeah. So I don't think that's an issue. Receivers, I think, very strong with the two young guys and Michael Thomas and Hill. I think if it was me again, I'd, I'd probably lean running back if there is one of our top three ones available. Yeah. Because I think that would just give him a little bit of depth. Because like you said, you know, if, if Jones or Elliott goes down, he's throwing four net into a starting role, which I, I just don't want to do ever. Yeah, yeah. So running back would be Tom, or should be Tom's pick, I think. So assuming that James goes for Harris... Who do yeah. you think Tom should pick? I guess your num- number RB2 is Etienne, mine's Williams. Yeah, I had Etienne, but... Either of those good. would be a good good choice for him. So that's probably yeah. the way he wants to go. I mean, yeah, wide receiver-wise, he's got he's got some youth and he's got some sort of ageing vets, which yeah. balance out. I mean, with, with Hill and Thomas, Thomas might not be as good as he's been, given that they're going to have to play with a new quarterback, but at the same time, yeah. you know... The, if if they're playing with Winston, I know Winston has such a tendency to throw interceptions, but he he does throw the ball a lot. Yeah, he, he does um, throw it a lot, yes. <laughs> and an interception isn't going to affect Thomas's value too much because no, um, you know he's not going to lose points for it necessarily. He just uses a chance. So Thomas is probably going to have a bit of a, a resurgence this year if Winston. Well, Winston might have improved. You know, he was he's been I the understudy to he Breeze. He, you know, he's he's had a. He's had some experience now. He's he's played as a as a first team player when he was at the Bucks, and he's moved on from that. He'll be eager yeah. to prove himself at this to point. Prove so Thomas yeah, might be in for quite a lot of work. Yeah, I no, I completely agree. I think he'll I think he'll throw it a lot. Breeze has obviously 
you know, I hope been teaching him. And Sean Payton is a fantastic coach. So yeah. I, I think Winston will not throw 30 interceptions this year. I'll put it out there. That Yeah, we can always hope. <laughs> we can always hope. Um, so that's that's Tom's position locked in. So we go to number five, which is yourself. Which is me, yes. Um, I mean, I it, it is a tough one because I don't really need... I don't. I definitely not receiver unless I, you know, unless I see Devante Smith, and I'm just like, I've got to have him. It's likely he'll um, be there at that point. I think. I think he will be. So it'll be a toss up between between if Smith is there, or I, or whichever quarterback is there that I still like for the future. Yeah. I, I know he won't start this year, um, or probably won't start this year for me. So if Fields was there. I've said how much I like Trey Lance. I would, I would happily take a chance on either of those two. I definitely think you're probably going to get the option between Smith and yeah. and Fields and Lance. Um, yeah. Obviously, if Fields is still there, I think he's the option you should probably take. But yeah, I, th- I think you're going to be you're going to be spoiled. I think by selection there, if if the draft goes the way we've predicted, it might mm-hmm. not. You know, Rohan might draft a quarterback Pitts might be there in which case I imagine you would probably take him well, um, tell me about it yeah so, no doubt <laughs> yeah it's a tricky one I suppose it's just to get a case of filling in what you need so yeah what do you think then probably Fields I think Smith. quarterback is I'm, I'm yeah. gonna you know I, I want to win I don't just want to be sitting on this podcast listening to you win every year so <laughs> this might be um, it now not, this might have cursed me I might never win again <laughs> <laughs> so Again, going with my going my, with my head, I think I'll probably take Fields. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so who's who's next? Who is number six? I think that might be Rohan himself. It is yes, Rohan. So he will have already had a pick at number three, and yep. then he gets another pick at number and six. Us again. So, so we all know he needs if, his quarterback improvement, which. Yep. You know, if he went for Pitts in the first instance, and if you went for Fields, he would still have Trey Lance as a very viable option at that position. Yeah, I think. I th- yeah, I mean, I think like we said, he has to take a quarterback with one of the picks. I think he's definitely going to go for Pitts the first pick. Lawrence and Fields are going to be gone. So, although I don't think Lance will start in the NFL this year, barring injury or horrendous quarterback play. I think he's got to think of the future, and if Brady does hang it up this year, he needs a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, so I guess whoever's whoever's at quarterback, whoever's is available. Be, yeah, yeah, that's probably going to be his pick at number six. But he might surprise us all and go for another wide receiver. But I think he's he's stacked at wide receiver. He doesn't need another. He one. is. Yeah, so I guess quarterback for Rowan at, at number six. Uh, so number seven is Lewis. Who had his amazing run in the regular season, so he does have a strong team as we all know. But yep. where where does he need to improve? Where does he need to improve? I think, well, if Watson isn't playing for him, yeah. probably. But I think as we've been discussing with the past three three or four picks, we know Lawrence is gonna be gone, we know Fields is gonna be gone. Lance or whoever, you know, Rohan's quite actively likes college football, so whoever he likes is going to be gone. So Lewis probably, although he can draft a quarterback, is probably not going to get a starter, I would say. That's true. Yeah. Um, so it's whether it's whether he just gamb it's whether he just goes for his entire season just running Carson Wentz or praise Watson in some miracle actually plays at all this year. 
So he drafts, say, I don't know, say if he drafts whoever's the best running back or receiver on the board. Because I don't think, although he could draft a quarterback and should, I don't think it's going to make any difference to him this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. So do you think he would probably look to a different position? Yeah, I would like if you if you if if we think of who's been selected already, for example, like say if I say if Smith is, is still there or Jamar Chase is still there. Yeah. Like, for example, I think given that they're gonna be, be getting targeted from week one, I think if I was Lewis I'd I'd almost hope that Wentz has a little bit of a resurgence and I think I'd take I think I'd just take whoever's best player on board at this point. Yeah. It's a sen- sensible option, I think. He's not, like you say, he's not going to get that QB that's going to give him the production he needs to fill in the, the space that yeah. Watson leaves unless he's really lucky and takes a punt on somebody. But I think he would probably do that in, in the second round, to be honest. It's yeah, probably exactly. safer for him to do that then. Um, so the next one we should probably look at is pick number eight, which is Alex. So given the, the players that are off the board already at this point, where do you think Alex's team stands to benefit? I think I think with Alex, I think he's... As we've mentioned his quarterbacks previously, I think he is really high on Joe Burrow. Yeah. So I don't think, as much as after his top two he doesn't have much, I don't think he'll go that way, especially given Fields, Lawrence, Lance will be off the board. Yeah. So I think he'll probably go best available wide receiver or running back. Yeah. I think would be the that... smart player. I think I think I agree. To be honest, that's probably the direction he's going in. Again, he's he's got a pretty strong team, so it's. I think yeah, he would probably he get does. an upgrade at any of those positions if he did draft there uh, with a bit of luck, mm-hmm. or at least he'd get an upgrade in a year or two. So he has the pleasure and privilege of being able to choose whoever fits his team at that point. So, exactly. Yeah, he's in a good spot. I think. Um, so number nine is Elliot who it we all know who, has a phenomenal team anyway, yeah. so this is just a bonus for him, I think. It, yeah, that's it. It's incredible. I think whatever whatever sort of pick he makes, I think as long as it's even decent, I think is it's only going to improve his already amazing team, which is frustrating for everyone else. But I think if it was me, I think running back, I think he's, I think he's all right. I think yeah. if it was me, I would... I think at that point for me, I think the top two running backs will be gone. So I think if say, you know, Jamar Chase is still there, perhaps I would, I would probably lean that way. Or like you said, if if like Javante Williams or Etienne's still there, go that way maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think backing up his running backs might be a good idea, especially as I said, yeah. given given that Henry has probably got only a couple of years left. Maybe getting somebody who he can. He doesn't necessarily need a starter. That's that's no. the key thing for his team is yeah. he can choose someone with good potential. Yeah, he can. Some of these players, you know, they might be drafted into teams that don't necessarily fit them just just yet, and thus their draft mm-hmm. value will drop. So he might be able to get quite a good bargain, so to speak, if he if he buys his time well. Um, yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the final team is mine. Yeah, um, what are you thinking? Pick number ten. It's a tricky one. Uh, again, I think I'm probably going to just go for whoever the best player is on the board at the time, rather than worrying too much about position. I think if mm-hmm. I wanted to get a better a better backup in any position, it would definitely be in the tight end spot, just so that I can cover Kelsey's back when he inevitably yep. retires. Uh, it would be good to get a slightly better QB too. Um, whether I would be able to get one that's better than Baker Mayfield is up in the air at this point. I don't know if I would be able to. 
I've yep, quite liked the look of Mac Jones. So I might might potentially choose him, especially given I've got the old one-two punch with Pickett 10 and 11. And 11, yeah. That's it very it true. does mean I need to think about two players at this spot rather than one, really. So probably the best wide receiver going because I, I do worry a little bit that my, my yeah. wide receiver core is probably the weakest <laughs> part. I need some more depth there. And Maybe a running a back. Or a quarterback, exactly. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a quarterback who's who I hope will grow into the position, so... Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's yeah, our... I, think, our, I mean, that's what I'd do. Yeah, so I guess that's our drafting. Uh, the only person there that we've not addressed is Kieran. Uh, so Kieran's next draft will be... His his pick is, is somewhat later uh, than the rest of ours. I think he gets pick 2.8. Um, so he will still yeah. have to wait for the 18th overall pick before he gets to choose somebody, but... It's a long time. It is a long time. Um... <laughs> So it's tricky to know where he will draft, really. Where do you... Well, I guess it's beyond it's beyond our foresight, really, to sort of start estimating it at that point. It is tough. I mean, this is this is obviously the first dynasty league we've done, so I think the draft will be interesting. But I think, you know, even for me, who has decent knowledge, I think once you start getting into round, you know, late two, three, four, five of this draft, it is going to be... You're going to have to do your research. You're going to have to you know, just pick players that you've seen play and you think have got future potential. And it's almost just a, a roll of the dice once you get to those later rounds. Yeah. So I guess it could be anybody. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the that's the the draft analysis done and we've we've been through all the teams. Is is there anything else that you want to add before we end this particularly long? episode the debut episode is a uh, is i think it's going to break records for us i don't know if we'll ever be able to make it to uh, 95 minutes again but who knows um no i mean it's it's flown by 95 minutes i could i could literally talk for days about nfl um it is my favorite sport i just want to thank anyone for listening i've yes. really enjoyed this good we didn't start sooner can't wait for the next episode already so I guess on that point, next episode, I think our intention is to have another one out post-NFL draft so we can just go through what happened in the NFL draft. Maybe we, we go through our top three picks at each position again and see how they've changed. Maybe we run through the top 10 draft picks for our league again and just see if we think that people are going to choose differently depending on that. And then following that, I guess the big one will be the actual post-draft for us and we'll see yep. where people drafted and what's going to happen in the season and then we're probably going to maybe release an episode or two just in the run-up to the to the new season starting maybe have a comment on any preseason shenanigans that have happened and see if that affects us and then we'll we'll kick off with potentially a weekly podcast when the season begins yeah so thank you very much for listening whoever you may be i hope that we've provided some level of entertainment and we'll be back with you very soon